Thank you for joining me for Moments to Ponder the Lent Season. I'm Betsy Marvin, and this is Episode 34. Maybe, like me, you grew up in a church tradition that observed the seasons of Advent, Epiphany, or Lent in a special way. It meant placing a different color cloth on the front altar table. As a child or teenager, that's what I noticed. I knew the words from the church calendar, such as Lent, but as I sat through sermons and waited for peppermints from my mom, I truly didn't understand their significance. Advent, the arrival, as we look toward Christmas and Jesus' birth, marks the beginning of our calendar. Epiphany, marking the life of Christ, follows Christmas. The transfiguration marks the movement from Epiphany into Lent. This movement from the top of the mountain to the valley of the shadow of death shifts our church calendar. Our scripture today is a blend of Luke 9, Mark 9, and Matthew 17, as each disciple tells of this holy event. About eight days later, Jesus took Peter, John, and James up on a mountain to pray. And as he was praying, the appearance of his face was transformed and his clothes became dazzling white. Suddenly, two men, Moses and Elijah, two men appeared and began talking with Jesus. They were glorious to see, and they were speaking about his exodus from this world, which was about to be fulfilled in Jerusalem. Peter and the others had fallen asleep. When they woke up, they saw Jesus' glory and the two men standing with him. As Moses and Elijah were preparing to leave, Peter, not even knowing what he was saying, blurted out, Master, it's wonderful for us to be here. Let's make three shelters as memorials, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. But even as he was saying this, a cloud overshadowed them, and terror gripped them as a cloud covered them. And a voice from the cloud said, This is my dearly loved son who brings me great joy. Listen to him. The disciples were terrified and fell face down on the ground. Then Jesus came over and touched them. Get up, he said. Don't be afraid. And when they looked up, Moses and Elijah were gone, and they saw only Jesus. 
As they went back down the mountain, he told them not to tell anyone what they had seen until the Son of Man had risen from the dead. So they kept it to themselves, but they often asked each other what he meant by rising from the dead. Then his disciples asked him, Why do the teachers of religious law insist that Elijah must return before the Messiah comes? And Jesus replied, Why do the scriptures say that the Son of Man must suffer greatly and be treated with other contempt? But I tell you, Elijah has already come, and they chose to abuse him, just as the scriptures predicted. Then the disciples realized he was talking about John the Baptist. This concludes the reading of the word. There's a scene in the Captain Marvel movie that hits me every time I see it. It's that moment when she removes the implant that has kept her from fully realizing her power. And when she pulls it out, she releases and radiates great power. In a fully non-CGI kind of way, Jesus removes a veil and allows these three disciples to see him in his natural form, brilliant and radiant. He shows them himself, the King of glory. I can't even begin to understand this moment as Jesus allowed his deity to shine forth from within his earthly form. It would be breathtakingly beautiful astonishing and probably a little terrifying too and it all began with simple words as he was praying as he was praying James, John and Peter struggled to stay awake as he was praying All of heaven is aware of the reason Jesus is there and are holding their breath as they wait and watch. As he was praying, his appearance is transformed. As he was praying, two men of great faith appear. The disciples somehow know that it's Moses and Elijah that have joined Jesus. Looking at the sum of the Old Testament law and prophets, coming to meet Jesus as he prepares for what is to come, it's a fulfillment of the Old Testament pointing toward a Messiah and the meaning of the hope of him who they've waited for. So what did they talk about? his exodus, the departure from this world. But I wonder if they also asked him, how are you feeling? 
did they speak of the wonder of this fulfilling moment? Did they talk like old friends? I can't blame Peter for wanting to hold on to the moment to memorialize it. As a man of action, he doesn't know what to do with all that he's taking in. So he just blurts out, let's build shelters. As he speaks, a cloud, Shekinah glory, covers them and surrounds them. It's the presence of Father God manifested in the natural world and they fall down flat in fear. Then the Father speaks like a burning bush and says words they've actually heard before, words that the Father spoke over His Son at His baptism, are now said as Jesus prepares to finish the work His Father sent Him to do. This is my dearly loved Son, who brings me great joy. And He adds, listen to Him. It's God's divine affirmation of everything Jesus had done and had yet to do. As they returned to the others, Jesus asked them to wait to speak of what they had seen until the Son of Man had risen from the dead. They don't understand. Yet later, Peter and John would write of this moment. John says it this way, So the Word became human and made His home among us. He was full of unfailing love and faithfulness, and we have seen His glory, the glory of the Father's one and only Son. Peter spoke of it this way, For we are not making up clever stories when we told you about the powerful coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. We saw His majestic splendor with our own eyes when He received honor and glory from God the Father. The voice from the majestic glory of God said to Him, This is my dearly loved Son who brings me great joy. We ourselves heard that voice from heaven when we were with him on the holy mountain. Just as this mountaintop moment showed the disciples the truth of Jesus, our spiritual highs do the same. And like Peter, we often want to hold on to them and memorialize them, camp in them. Yet we also have valleys to move through just as they did. And I pray that just as the revelation kept the disciples going during their hard times to come, your knowledge of who Jesus really is will do the same for you. Anne Voskamp states that Lent is about the way to the one who brought your salvation and paying him more attention. 
Lent points us to Jesus, the one that showed himself fully man and fully God, the only one that could pay the price through death. Yet, the transfiguration is a glimpse into everlasting life. It's Shekinah glory and a reminder that Easter will come. Amen.